Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Bridget Haran. What's up? Bridget, I feel like we haven't done this in forever. It's because we haven't done this in forever. Oh, is that why we haven't done this in forever? Yeah, you're always like, yeah, like we're going to do it on Tuesdays. And so then I finally was like, okay, I'm going to take off Tuesdays. Like Tuesday, I'm going to leave at a certain, like, decent amount of time. And then the first three weeks that I had, like, actually taken off, you were like, yeah, actually, I don't think we're going to do it. I was like, okay, well, that's... Well, I think, I think we did it. my time 2020. We have stacked some episodes. We got ahead of ourselves mm-hmm. on, on stacking episodes. And then I went on vacation. And then a couple of times, at least no less than three times, I just let an episode stay up for two weeks. So I know all you drunk dialomaniacs out there <laughs> jonesing for that new just new content yeah, new well content. guys do we have an interview for you <laughs> wouldn't it be drunk dialaholics yes and that voice is <laughs> bridget she's been practicing disguising her voice mm-hmm. she's doing a really good job mm-hmm. uh no that sauce is our new brand new producer uh started with um cody cody well, we started with you. And then me. Yeah, Cody took over for you. He was better than I was. Not a very Even good without the thumbs. Yeah. And I just, mean, he was just as drunk, but. Mainly just barking, too, through over tracks. Somehow still better than me. Um, Zach Roan, the sauce boss of Indianapolis. You may have heard him or not heard him as the producer of the Heart of Brunch podcast. We stole him from that podcast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And got him to come do double duty on uh, this one, the better of the podcast, as we like to say over here. Yep. Because <laughs> no one's listening to us. That's <laughs> yeah, it feels like a real move up. I mean, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten any food yet, and uh, there's a lot less people here. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. I uh, showed up here, and Dyke was sleeping for the first 15 <laughs> minutes. I just sat in his living room alone. <laughs> Awkwardly wondering if we were even doing this. Yeah. So it's been a blast so far. It's been really good. It did creep me out a little bit when I heard a, a disembodied voice go, Hey, did you fall back asleep? <laughs> At the time you said to come over here. Yeah. I was like, Satan, is that you? <laughs> It's literally every week, though. It's like you say a specific time, you're like, Hey, be here at this time. And then I show up at the time you tell me, and you're like, Why are you here so early? I'm like, No, wait, this is the exact time. And you're like, Oh, yeah, I forgot I told you an hour before because I know you're always late. And I was like, Okay, well, so if anything, I'm late and you should have absolutely been awake. So, but also a good call. I definitely just yelled out, Hey, is that you, Sauce Boss? And I heard a no. And so I just assumed it was someone for that. Yeah. Just and a stranger. Then, and then I just uh, went back about my business. Stranger in my home. And then 20 minutes later, <laughs> did you fall asleep? <laughs> but the best is, then he turns on his, you know, get pumped up music to get ready. Oh, wow. Do you know what his get pumped up music? No, I've not heard it before. <laughs> mm. Eye of the Tiger. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. no shit. I heard that. I heard the sound coming, and I was like, "God, I hope he's not watching porn." <laughs> and then it's like, "Wait a second, that's Eye of the Tiger." Like, is he yeah. like in there, like you know, what doing sort of his weird pre-game? porn are you watching? <laughs> I can only watch Olympian porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not Rocky porn, I don't want it. Um. So yeah. So a lot has happened since we've last been together. Mm-hmm. I went on vacation. Went out to Arizona. Where I became the funniest person in Arizona. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. I was... Uh, I heard you bombed. I bombed. I did. <laughs> I bombed at a house party. Keeping you humble. 
But, you know, uh, I, I think it's a hard thing to go and make a friend group laugh that you're not part of. And uh, it's, you know, it's also one of the very rarely talked about things. It's just like a loose dude. In a social situation, like I feel like if it was like a, if I was like a, I don't want to say. I feel like you gotta stop saying things like a loose dude because that it doesn't sound. I don't think it means what you think it. Oh, means. like random, like a random, okay. rando guy. Go, go, go ahead, Zach. Go ahead, Zach. I mean, I just like my mind stopped for a second. It, <laughs> like, it, it occurred to me that you really just—that's what you thought that what yeah. being a loose dude would be. It's a loose dude out in the society. And I was like, I didn't think Jesus. about it until I tried to make the comparison. It was like, but if it was a loose woman, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just saw the blank look on Zach and I's face. And we're like, I don't think they understand what I'm saying. Uh, I, don't I was going to say like, a, what you're saying. like a, a random single woman went to a party. She'd mm. probably be better acclimated to getting along. Versus- well, yeah, it's like, I mean, you know, you've said it multiple times. It's way easier to roofie and, Sedate one single woman than a single man. I didn't say that. It's a tattoo I have on my arm. <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I forgot this is an it's, official podcast. It's, it's more of w- words to live by, actually. <laughs> a mantra, if you will. Uh, uh, but yeah, so they were all kind of friends or frenemies or, or whatever. And they had a bunch of inside jokes. And I've talked to a lot of comics like, should have just gone in dirty? Should have just gone in and... Uh, Loose. Should have got in loose. Should have been looser. <laughs> See, that would have made sense. That would have yeah. made a lot more contextual sense. Uh, but it's always fun. It's always fun to do comedy in different places, different states. So it was even, even though I bombed, even though I paid fifty dollars to go to the to the party, it was still vacation, still fun time, you know. And uh, but I went with. Um, I feel like it's almost better to bomb around strangers. Yeah, I never have to see him again. And you yeah. know what? Honestly, if if you came back here and didn't tell every single person you met that you bombed, we might have thought that you did a great job. Yeah, I have a problem. You were the only reason that we know that you bombed. I have a problem of too much honesty. <laughs> um, but no, it was fun. I, I did go um, with all of my uh, friends from high school that are all married with children, mm-hmm. and I was the only single person. Um the so loose male in the group. I was the loose, the loose single guy in the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the loose salmon in the group. Now, Zach, we had talked about, we had talked about bringing things up on the on the big TV here. We got it all set up, and then I saw you googling things during the interview portion. No, I wasn't googling. Anything. I was right. I was writing show notes. Oh, were you? Okay. He's looking up. I have the tiger porn. Because you told me that this was for the show on Sunday. Well, so I, I didn't get it. I said we should we should practice with it now for Sunday. I don't think you he, did not you say, didn't that. say that. You didn't the say whole time that I've been here. No, you, you specifically. No. Or I said we should get it no. set up for Sunday. That's that's a little. You better. actually, okay. he said, yeah. "Do I need to have this?" And you said, "No." <laughs> well, anyway, so <laughs> I'm the I'm the loose guy amongst uh, all the couples, <clears throat> which I don't know if you've ever been the single friend amongst all couples. Just, yeah. you, they they treat Constantly. you they treat you like you're like I like disabled or something I don't know like they like they don't they don't know how to deal with you exactly like there was a couple of times where I felt like they were like do you need uh, like a rag to cry into to fall asleep <laughs> or like how do you do that uh, there was at one point where we were supposed to go out on a boat and my friend's wife was like um, hey my friend my friend's gonna be there she's single and I was like oh okay see what's going on here and she goes yeah she's uh she's beautiful she's very accomplished recently divorced Jack is like she is not gonna like me 
couple of kids. And he goes, and then she was like, the, the cherry on top was like, she goes, uh, she was married to a black guy. And I was like, all right. And she goes, he was a much darker black than you. Oh, and that was it. That was the end of the set upsell. I was like, I'm, but see, I also does wonder. Does that bode better or worse? I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering like, if she was like letting you know that like the odds are stacked against you because of this, <laughs> or if she was like, she's like, if she's already not, got a bad she's taste already, in her mouth. She or like divorced him. Yeah. No, she seemed very positive. She seemed like, look, she will go way blacker than you. So oh. you're in. You're in there. Yeah. You're within that acceptable. You're in that acceptable, acceptable range. Yeah. <laughs> we already know she made two kids out of it. So, oh, wow. <laughs> factor kids look almost like yeah, you. Almost. <laughs> let's you get were... let's get the skin color chart out of here. Can we get the? I love when you, you talk about watch. family values. <laughs> you really should carry one of those around. <laughs> Don't you have playing cards, trading cards about? Uh... I did. I did. I had a. Um... When as a child, my mom felt weird. Uh, her, she had a uh, my white mom uh, felt weird because her friend who was black at one point just asked her how I was going to know my African American heritage, and my mom kind of freaked out. She was like, "Oh, I don't know." It's very nice, uh, well meaning, and so for like my twelfth birthday, just mixed in with the rest of my normal birthday presents was just what looked like a deck of playing cards. But it was actually a deck of African American historical facts and figures, mm-hmm. but just with no explanation whatsoever of why it was in there. And so, I just wanted Ninja Turtle stuff that year. I asked for Ninja Turtle stuff, and then I pull out. I'm just like George Washington, Carver, Harriet Tubman. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, like, like it would. I would have even been fine if they had been all old black people, and it was a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. But it just had facts on there, and I'm just like, I don't. Understand, and I'm just like, you know, the way to make your biracial kid feel very included is just give them a deck of cards with dead black people on it and absolutely no explanation. Classic, classic. See, I got Ku Klux Klan action figures, <laughs> so my childhood was a little bit different. Alabama man. a lot about the way you are today, Zach. <laughs> what, what made me? What made me? Oh, wow. So, Zach, have you ever actually listened to an episode of The Drunk Dial? No. Okay. So, what we what we like to do uh, typically here, we're still trying to figure out the format. I don't know if we should go interview first, if we talk first and then sandwich the interview, mm-hmm. or... Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that you don't yeah. know what the shape of this should be. It's yeah. always a little bit different every time. Sometimes we don't put the theme song in. Sometimes we just go straight in, no theme song. To be fair, we don't do any of this. Dyke doesn't do this. <laughs> so what is this segment that we're currently involved in? So typically this would be... We talk about our lives. Yeah. Typi- What's typ- happening in the world. Typically we we lead in with... Um, I don't know what... Sort of... We, 20, we, 20 minutes of catching up and what we're doing. Yeah. We try to, at some point, talk kind of topically about... What's happening in the world? Usually, try to add sort of a lighthearted spin. Um, that's not my forte because I am negative. Um, but so we, we usually just will kind of chat about what's going on uh, in our lives in the world. I don't. I don't. I didn't know we were supposed to be putting a lighthearted spin on what's going on in the world. Well, you're always like, like you're always, wow, way to come in really negative, Bridget. <laughs> and so I took that as criticism. I mean, that's <laughs> just like, what I say to you all the time. That has true. nothing to do with the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 
like we were starting the podcast mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, did you hear another black guy went unjustly uh, murdered? And uh, what was the other thing? And the COVID's the highest cases. No, I just, I think and, that. And we're live. Yeah. <laughs> I do, though. It's like, I mean, just as far as like some sort of format, like topically about what's happening right now. You know, if if for some reason people were ever to go back, like this has been a weird year. A lot of things have been happening. And what I think is crazy is May this year, we were like, you know what? COVID numbers are going up. Like we're in the middle of like race wars. Uh, We're still in the middle of this presidency that's apparently never ending. And and then it kind of started to get better. It got warm outside. People started like having, you know, shows outside. People started kind of hanging outside. And now as it's starting to get cold again, it's like, oh, COVID numbers are spiking. Oh, Drayshawn Reed, uh, grand jury did not choose to indict the officer. Oh, protests are about to happen again. It's like, okay, this is like a weird, scary deja vu that's happening. It's March. Is that the sort of negative thing that's happening? <laughs> I feel like in 2025, we're going to be like, remember when 2020 was actually the best year? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody the other day was like, I mean, honestly, like, how could it get worse? And I almost smacked them across the face. Like, don't even put that into the world because we thought that with the murder hornets. And now look at us. Like, things are worse. The murder hornets never stood a chance. I'm going to be real pissed off if in the next month and a half I don't get some sort of explanation or payoff for murder hornets, (laughs) the coin shortage, or the fact that they straight up said aliens exist like in the middle of the summer and no one cared. I was like, if, this, if if those three plot lines don't get paid off, I still don't understand the coin thing. Yeah, I don't either. I thought it was. I gonna... don't know where they're all going. Well, it's also the thing where I, mean, it's I like, have a lot of them, but I'm sure that like they're still producing money right now. Like that's that's something that has not shut down. I would imagine like they're still putting new money out, and also people are at home. People are finding all those coins in their couches. People aren't spending money as much. So it's like you know, wait, coin wait. Shortage. You think the coin shortage is because people are just. Lost them in their couches? No, I think that there's no reason that there is a coin shortage. Okay. I think that like more money has been going out into the world. If anything, there should be an excess because people have been at home. People haven't been spending as much money. Yeah, I guess there was probably, I guess, a disruption to the flow of cash because of the quarantine. Mm -hmm. And so maybe things weren't. Where they were supposed to be as to compared to where they normally are, cash-wise. Okay, it's a bad theory, I guess. I don't know. Really I, I think you should just elaborate on that. I would love to hear your thoughts about money being where it should be, where it's not supposed to be. I heard it had something to do with 5G. 5G. Yeah, <laughs> the the 5G and the murder hornets kind of like... They came in like pollen for regular bees. They came in just... Picked it up and took that money away. Yeah, there's hives full of coins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be like treasure. <laughs> Did you hear this? I don't know if this is true or not. Um, <laughs> Say it out here. <laughs> Speak on it. Zach, maybe you can look this up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I heard there was some. I heard there was some bees. This was probably this was a, a number of years ago. This isn't super recent. <laughs> but I heard there was some so bees. Not topical i heard there was some bees you know we said that we're actually it's are like you talking topical. about killer bees <laughs> no there's regular bees but they got they were like near like a candy plant and then and then when they made the honey like the honey was colorful like it was like multicolored honey like they got like some sort of like red dye number five and lake number or whatever because from this like candy plant and then the, when they went to produce the honey they're they're the honeycomb was like uh, rainbow colored. Yeah, no, that sounds it was real. It's probably an urban legend, but 
M&M's blamed for turning honey of French bees blue and green. Ooh, French bees. Well, They're you didn't more say, You didn't say they were French bees. Oh. <laughs> we all know the French are weak. Qu'est-ce que tu vois? Qu'est-ce qu'il y a? Je ne comprends pas. Hey, can you shut that door? So jerk mouth will be quiet. Jerk mouth is what I call my roommate dad. Uh, he's upset because he's no longer the producer. He's throwing a fit about it. He's, he's been very been very vocal today. Uh, how much? Where are we at time wise? <laughs> Jesus Christ! We, I hate when we have this. fourteen minutes left. I thought you had more to add about these bees. Fourteen minutes out of how many minutes? How many minutes do you think we're doing? The here? remaining ones. What? No, out of thirty? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, we're, you're, we're you're, just going straight through. 16. I was going to see if we're going to take a break. A second break? Yeah, we take a second break because we do 15. We do 20 well, and 20. Okay, because we normally will do 15 before the interview and then 15 at the end. This yeah. would have been great to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming into it. So, I say we just power through at this point now. Yeah, no, we're we there. Just, that's we just what, keep, keep going. I think that's, that's what, what everyone doing. else thought we were doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, do you need to pee or something? Like, where are we doing this right now? I, no, I don't need to pee. Yeah. Okay. Me and Dyke have a pretty so- strong psychic connect- connection. <laughs> I'm just trying to baptize uh, Zach by fire, <laughs> so he knows this is uh, the drunk dial. Yeah, we do things a little differently over here. <laughs> I do have a question. So, as well as not to tell our content, but so uh, on Harder Brunch this week, you guys had uh, the Smug Cast guys on, um, and BJ Robbins at one point was like, "Yeah, at some point we're gonna have the four of you over and do an interview." It kept pointing at me, and I just wanted to be like, "I'm not a part of Harder Brunch. I don't know what this affiliation is that's happening." You're a part. I always thought you were a part. <laughs> but I feel like I'm not like a standing, like like that is more of a standing part than I am. I would say you're both on the same. Yeah. Equal. Say separate but equal. Separate but yeah. equal. <laughs> yeah. Like alternates. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 I mean, because you're the standing host if. This is true. If something if happens. Anyone, apparently if anyone is gone. Right. Just throw her in. Okay. And you do a lot of, here's the thing is you do a lot of behind the scene things. That uh, that don't always wind up on mic, mm-hmm. but you do a lot of the uh, morale boosting. Yeah, I was gonna say co- <laughs> cooking, but like a lot of the uh, with your your positive. You have uh, never boosted. You've feedback. never once boosted anyone's morale. I don't believe that. And I was like, oh my god, are you having a good day? And I was like, yeah, it's actually been really awesome. And I'm like. Did you hear about what's happening in Syria? Because so oh my I God. was I was my original plan today was was going to try to surprise you, oh, cheer okay. you up. Okay. And I had uh, Dwight Simmons book to come in here in person and podcast. I just worked with him today. And I was like, "Don't tell Bridget. This is going to be a surprise." <laughs> and like I'm like, "Oh man, this is great." And then I got over here. And I like sat down to take my nap, and then he's like, "Oh, I forgot I have a show tonight. I can't come over and podcast." Yeah. He, I will say, so Dwight is one of my favorite people that works at BrewDog. And, and so I, before I even knew anyone that did comedy, I was just, he was just somebody who worked there. And then I, at one point I was like, oh yeah, no, I have a friend who does comedy. And Dyke was like, oh, who? And I was like, uh, Dwight Simmons. And he was like, he's kind of like a big comedy name. And I'm like, okay. But we worked together today and I went over to him at one point and I said, hey, do you know where Danny is? Who's another person we work with? And he said, what did you say to me? And I said, do you know where Danny is? And he said, oh, I thought you said move that ass. And I was like, why would I have ever said that to one of my employees? That doesn't even right? rhyme. It doesn't yeah, it sound, sound similar. 
at all like what I said, actually. So it would be awkward now if he was here because he think, thought I sexually harassed him today at work. My, I don't, This is, doesn't really have anything to do with this, but... Well, it, welcome it, to the episode. It reminded me of it. Uh, so my... Excuse me. My ex-girlfriend came over last night and... Um, okay. Pardon me. And uh, we were hanging out on the porch shooting the shit. She was in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were shooting the shit. And I was kind of like catching her up on my vacation. And being out to, I, t- I told her that the awkward getting set up story. So I think it led her into going like, oh, okay, like, I guess I'll tell her. Or I guess I'll tell him a story about me getting hit on. And I was like, okay. So she was like, yeah. Uh, she was like, I was in the grocery store the other day. And she was like, I was talking to the talking to a, a guy that worked there and he was being super friendly. And then I think I forget how it went, but the, she left the aisle or was like walking out. And then I think he like came up to her again or came up to her again, like as a separate place and was like, mm-hmm. basically was like trying to get, like get her number and like talk to her and basically was like, Oh, I think, you know, he's just mm-hmm. like laying on the compliments or whatever. And as uh, one does when, at your place of business, you are trying to get someone's number. Yeah, and so she's getting, so she's having a conversation now with them, and she's asking him what he, what he does besides work at the grocery store. I guess he's like, no, this is it. And um, <laughs> and he was like, uh, that he, he did stand up comedy, <laughs> and she goes, oh yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right there, Bridget. Yeah, no. And then uh, I, I think that was probably her reaction. Yeah. Um, and then she goes, "Oh, my ex does stand up comedy," and uh, he goes, "Oh, who? What's his name?" And she goes, "Dyke Michaels." And he goes, "Oh, that guy's really funny." And let me tell you, that was the best possible story I ever could have heard. <laughs> so. So you were like, hey, my friend tried to set me up with someone. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm dating, even though we've been not. And she was like, okay, well, also, guess what? I'm also getting hit on. And, uh, but only by people who think that you're great. (laughs) I think the best thing about having Dyke as a friend is you never quite know where your conversations are going to enter the public mainstream Mm -hmm. in a recorded format. (laughs) Like, you'll be talking to him and then... Later, it'll be like, and this thing, I had this conversation. Somebody came over to my house last night. And, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll come over for her to brunch and I'll like drop something off and I'll be like, hey, like you said you wanted this dessert. Hope you guys enjoy it. Everybody will be very, oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. And I'll be listening later and Chris will be like, it was trash. I hate it. And Dyke will be like, so Bridget said this thing in confidence the other day. I'm going to now share it with the world. And I'll be like, oh. I fucking hate all of you. Like, I think I'm pretty good. I either don't say a person's name, or if I do say their name, I try to think, well, just get this person canceled. You know, I try not to say, you know, like, like you have some ideas about, like, the size of people's skulls, Zach. And I, you know, I, I, I try to never to put that out there. I'm a big, big phrenology fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last show I went to see you for comedy, you literally at one point... It's like you were doing a story, and it's a story I've heard you tell before. And in the story, it's your ex-girlfriend who brings it up. And then all of a sudden, you're on stage, and you're like, and then my friend Bridget, she <laughs> fucking loves Cracker Barrel. And she, she's like, it's not racist. Look, Dyke, it's not a racist place. And I was like, 
you're, you're the stand-in for the ex-girlfriend, I though? I didn't say that. And it's like, he like knows roughly where I am in the audience, and it feels like he's like looking at me. And I'm there with my friends, and like my ex is also a part of the show, and he's like in the back, and I was like, that never happened. None of this happened. Why is this happening? When will this hell end? Like, I, I paid for this show. I guess at least there's enough of it out there that's like half of it's true, half of it's <laughs> nonsense. And so mm-hmm. at least there's some, you know, reasonable doubt for the, the yeah. audience. Well, it was like, I do it. have a friend named Bridget. And then this other story did happen. So like, I just kind of. Yeah. Basically those the truth. He, basically said, the truth. he said, yeah, I have this, this white friend. And he kind of paused for a minute. You are my and white he, friend. And then he looked up and he said. Her name's Bridget. And I was like, no. I even said, I was there with my friends and I said, no. And they said, do you, do you know what's happening? And I was like, hmm. I was like, this isn't happened. This I mean, is not let's real. Let's be honest. I could have gone way worse. Like, yeah, like. You literally said that I like racist Cracker Bale. No, I said you wanted to eat there. He literally says, <laughs> I'm a racist. <laughs> he does say that. And now knowing about your Ku Klux Klan action figures, it does make more sense. <laughs> Oh, we're painting a picture. <laughs> we're painting a picture. <laughs> um, what else we got? Joe Bates was the guest tonight. Uh, he was. How about that board game talk? It was a lot of that board game. Guys, I will I will say I love board games. Like I'm a big fan. We do actually play board games like every other week at family dinner, and we do have to like filter what we play because apparently we're all super competitive. And my mom will like. I can't cheat. imagine that. My mom will cheat to win. That's and it's nice. Like, you're a first grade teacher. Like, pull it together. My girlfriend cheats every single game we play. It's like how? Like, what? I'm competitive, but like I have to like play by the rules in order to actually feel like I won. Right. I agree. Who wants to win by cheating? Zach, what were the? Sorry, were I the, didn't mean to make it political. Were the were <laughs> the big were the big games we played in your house when you were younger? Monopoly. Now, did you ever finish a game of Monopoly? Yeah, actually. I thought you were just going to say, do you ever finish? Just unrelated. <laughs> no, oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> I don't know where that kid came from. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we played Monopoly. Uh, and yes, I finished most of the games I played. Because we would keep, uh, we each had a little Ziploc baggie. Mm-hmm. We'd put our money and all our cards in. Oh, so you'd have And like then we would over. continue the game. Okay. And, uh, and so... Yeah. Uh, well, actually, so uh, I might, that might be wrong. Half the games were played with my mom, and then the other halves were played at my dad's house, and then he would cheat, and then he would win right away, and it wouldn't carry over because mm-hmm. he would just take joy in just obliterating his small children in mm-hmm. this, this game of wits and treachery. There was, mm-hmm. I think in the mid-2000s, they came out that with a version. That like a magical childhood you had. <laughs> They had like a, it was like an electronic, um, like the more, like the person who did the mortgages, you would just plug it into like a little swiper thing. I don't know. It was fun. Oh yeah. It did come with a card reader at one. The card reader. Got got away from paper money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, This is too much. I thought that was fun. Uh, I, I, I always played that. That was a New Year's Eve game that we played. We really only ever played Monopoly on New Year's Eve. And I would play with my cousin who was like five years older than me. He always beat me. And then my big, like, I don't, I'm sure this is, I don't know. I, my grandma was from France, so we did some weird stuff on New Year's Eve. Like, she always, we always had, like, we always had, like, Brie out. We always had, like, Brie out on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Uh, New Year's Day, she would always make uh, crepes and sets. Um, and then uh, New Year's, we were never allowed to, like, set up fireworks. 
but she would give me like a big pot and like a wooden spoon. <laughs> and I would just go out in the backyard and just like hit the pot. Like a depression era child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of ways I was raised as a depression era child. <laughs> Played a lot of rolly stick. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Have you seen the newest, uh, the newest Monopoly? No. You just give all your money to Amazon. Oh. That's all it is. I mean. Amazon is the bank. Yeah, that's fair. We we recently got, uh, my family and I are big nerds and we love Harry Potter. And so we recently got uh, Harry Potter Clue and you move about the castle instead and it's all. But there's like, it also doesn't make sense because I think a lot of Clue is like very dependent on your imagination and like how you kind of like tell the story like, oh, I'm in this place this time. It's kind of about like sort of telling your own story. And we're all a little bit extra. And so then it just becomes really elaborate. I'm like, well, like I was in there, but it wasn't me because I used this counter curse that they only mentioned at one point in one of the books, but I'm using it right now in this game. And it's like, I mean, okay, I guess it wasn't you. And so we'll move on from there. We're, we're a lot of fun at parties is what I'm saying. <laughs> Bridget Horan, in uh, addition to being the most professional podcaster, <laughs> You are also, you also got a lot of side things going on. Guys, I'm basically just, as we said, I feel like I'm like slowly regressing back in time. I feel like like maybe we're almost back to March now. And I feel like restaurants are going to close again. So I'm just trying to like hustle where we can. So what are some of the ways we can follow your new oh. adventures on social media? Um, So if you follow Bakes by Bridge on Instagram, um, you can DM me for uh, requests for cakes, desserts, anything to celebrate kind of in this weird time. I definitely think that um, as we're moving to the holidays, things are a little bit uncertain still. Uh, but I, I know that celebrations still kind of are what we're all holding on to to kind of get us through. So if you want a cake or a special dessert for you and your family or your loved ones or just yourself, like you can always DM me there. Uh, and then I'm doing uh, IndieUrbanFoodies.com. Uh, or at Indie Urban Foodies on um, Instagram or Facebook. They are virtual cooking classes uh, every Thursday and then uh, one Saturday a month. Uh, you can get on there and we do virtual cooking classes. We send you the ingredient list. Uh, we send you the recipe cards and we do a virtual class where we pair with a local uh, distillery, brewery, or winery for a drink. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think it's something that I love to cook. Obviously, I've chosen this as a career, but I think that a lot of people when restaurants started shutting down or if they're not quite comfortable going to restaurants, they definitely still want that um, elegant spin in their food. And uh, it's a fun way to do it. Absolutely. And it's been very popular. She's kind of underselling <laughs> how popular it's been. I think people like uh, also to see your like personality and like uh, be yeah. walked and through. And they're like, that's the bad, but I do. The cakes look good. So. <laughs> Uh, but no, ever it's been uh, success, very successful, very popular. Everyone's really enjoying it. Uh, Zach Roan, people follow you. Uh, you could follow me at batchno two dot or yeah, at batchno two on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, batch number two, some of the best sauces you're gonna get. This, yeah, this go, go buy some mustard. This side of the Mississippi. <laughs> um, and of course, follow all of our uh, programs in the Heart of Brunch universe at Heart of Brunch. At the Drunk Dial Podcast and <laughs> at Burn the Well. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This is the end of the podcast. So. This is the end of the podcast. Goodbye.
Uh, hello? Hello, Joe Bates, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, you're online with uh, myself and my co-host, Bridget Haran. What's up? Oh, hey. Hey, how are you? How's, uh, how are the kids? <laughs> oh, it's, it's all right. <laughs> oh, cool. I can hear a dog in the background. This is professional. <laughs> That's our child. Yeah, he thought you were asking about oh, him the- when you said, how are the kids? Gotcha. That's fair. I usually am talking about dogs. <laughs> it's it's the only children I I enjoy speaking about. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I I mean I've got three kids, but I'd rather just talk about my dog. <laughs> you just got a new dog uh, recently, didn't you, Joe? Yeah. Fifth one this week, but this one's a keeper, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop letting him play around in traffic. That's the key. <laughs> They love it. <laughs> they run out in traffic until they're too tired. <laughs> until they're too tired. Uh, it doesn't matter. What's up, guys? Drunk dial, huh? I've been drinking. Yeah, nice. nice. Well, what are you drinking? Oh, a classic PBR. Nice, nice classic. That's I can't make cocktails like uh, Mr. Michaels can. Yeah, well, me neither. So. <laughs> We're drinking uh we're drinking a whiskey mule right now. Yeah, I it... Oh, nice. That'll really give you a kick in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I will say when we first started doing it's this the mules do. It's true. When we first started doing this, every time I would come over, Dyke would have a cocktail that he would prepare and I was like, Okay, this is nice. And then it got to a point where I'd come over and he'd just be like, Hams is in the fridge and I was like, Okay. Well, I'll just I guess I'll just help myself to that then. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for your hospitality, as, as ever. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was impressed with the meal See, today. Now, at, at some point, you got to be like, you're – so, like, I, I don't know who's more wrong, you and expecting the host to do more or, <laughs> you know, Mr. Michael setting, us up, setting you up for failure. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess that this was just a just a temporary thing that we were doing with with the cocktail preparation. Well, how many times do you have a person over at your house until they stop becoming like a guest and then a person and then they just, just a nuisance. <laughs> I feel like well, I, feel, I don't know you guys got a child together. I feel like is three. This the real this is the will they won't day for this uh this uh, generation. <laughs> well, our, ch- our our child is a dog, so yeah. neither one of and, us And also yeah. is not birth. mine. So <laughs> I am not the father, so. But. Yeah, but I think if you're over there enough, you get squatters' rights for dogs. This is true. This is true. Well, then I have a lot of people. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I think basically, <laughs> yeah, many people would have rights to Cody if that's what we're going off of. Oh, okay. My dog's a my dog's right. a slut. Is what she's saying. <laughs> Gee, I didn't want to say that, Mister Michaels. <laughs> So, Joe, so Joe, you are uh, one of the most prolific uh, comedians in the greater Indianapolis area. Uh, yeah, that's an adjective. You, <laughs> you, uh, that's not that's not funny. That's not uh, smart. That's not one of my favorites. That's not liked. That's not charismatic. It is just prolific, which is a level above amateurific. <laughs> Yes, I I am very prolific. That is what I've been going for my whole life. <laughs> you uh you were uh your your plans pre-covid uh were to move to New York City, correct? 
Yeah, it was gonna was the we were going. Uh, me and my girlfriend were gonna go visit New York the end of March. Um, then we uh, did it because of uh, this fake disease called pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Un- unforeseen uh, circumstances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still worried about the bird flu personally. <laughs> Wait for that to act up again. Um, no, yeah. Then uh, we were gonna move in January. And uh, I don't know if you guys are paying uh, enough attention to current events, but things have not gone well. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been people keep asking, like, how you doing? They're like, oh, how are you guys doing? And it's just like, well, it's still 2020. So we're just managing. But do you guys have plans to move to New York if when things ever settle down? Well, right now we're moving in May. Okay. So just we just pushed it back a year. Now, Which in the grand scheme of things, what is a year other than one factor of your life before you die? <laughs> and what what were you specifically going to be doing in New York? Um, I was going to be a museum curator. <laughs> That's what I was going to be. I was going to just multiple museums, just curate my what my dying dream was going to be. Uh, just show people what T-Rex skeletons look like in case they <laughs> haven't seen one yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, a nice a nice uh, Ed Hopper painting. Who's Ed Hopper? <laughs> it doesn't matter, Mr. Michaels. Um, you would know if you went to the museum. I, I am not prolific. <laughs> no, 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 no. Again, that, yeah, sorry, I'm letting the prolific show a little. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I'd be doing stand-up. I'd still be doing my day job out there, but I'd be doing stand-up. And now, hey, we can all work remote anywhere, so I mean, I we're can't, all good but... now. <laughs> oh, are you a dog walker? Uh, no, I'm a chef, and apparently that was like the one, the one thing that people were like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, no, we're cool without that." Actually, what are you, what do you? What's your chef cuisine? Uh, I'm the executive Is chef it for cuisine or cuisine? <laughs> cuisine. Bird dog. Yeah. Yeah, so Cuisine. nice. <laughs> yeah, so I'm over at Brewdog Bird... in Fountain Square. Oh, cool. So, what's your what's your favorite type of? Uh, is, do you make hot dogs there? <laughs> we we do not do hot dogs, but you know who who knows if this year we might start. If if nothing else, nothing <laughs> well, else works, we're, we're just throwing things out the wall to see what sticks. Nice. Usually, it's going to be the the less cooked things that stick the most. Traditionally, yeah, traditionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from my experience, that's one of the tests I've been doing during quarantine. They're just throwing things to the wall and saying what sticks. <laughs> Aren't we all, Mr. Michaels? Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think it's awesome that you guys can can move and still be able to kind of work remotely and, and hopefully still kind of get into the comedy scene out there. Oh, thank you. If, if you the know. world doesn't end. Yeah, so you're the world. The world's not gonna end. I mean, not sure people like me that have money, but um, <laughs> you mean white? You mean white people? Is that what you mean? No, here's the deal, Mr. Michaels. Everyone of every race can have money. Okay, <laughs> it's just how many. That's what we have to decide. Oh, how many monies or how many people? How many races? Let's not let's not get into semantics. Oh, okay. Um, I've always been very. White against semantics. Uh, yeah, I have been always very white. I hey, but here's the deal: 
Am I white? I've got like one 128th Native American blood in me. So how white does that make me? More that, white? Yes, it makes me more white. I think I, th- I think that means you you are legally allowed to hang one dream catcher up in your house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to catch these dreams. They're all nightmares. <laughs> every uh, I didn't I didn't realize, but like when I was in high school, every person that I knew that was lived in a trailer said they were part Native American, and I never knew what the correlation was till I was an adult. <laughs> Oh, it's because they can never live up to their dreams as they caught them. <laughs> so you're pretty confident that Uh-oh. New York is uh, going to be back in you know, action. You don't have to add anything to that. I am pretty confident. You are right. <laughs> but also specifically about the, the city of New York being back in action yeah, by, by, I, by May. I, 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 well, you know, it'll be whatever it is. I had somebody talking to me the other day saying, well, you know what? Actually, my favorite shows are the ones I do in the Midwest. You know, you should stay out here. And I was like, dude, I've stayed out here forever. <laughs> it's time it's time to go try stay out there for a second and see what happens. Because I'm at a point where, like, I could stay in the Midwest, work my way up, be a regular at, like, multiple clubs. like get a headlining weekend here and there regularly feature but that's not what i want to do yeah i want to be famous so that when i walk in the street i'm annoyed by it <laughs> you you want to be a prisoner in a cage of your own design he doesn't want to be exactly. described as prolific is basically what he's saying yeah i want to be i want to make my own mousetrap <laughs> like the bar no, like the video game. Yeah, uh, it's better. I mean, the the board game, video game. What a stupid video game that would be. The board game mousetrap. Now on video, uh, build things and see if it works. It always does. I love. Um, I loved. The, I loved mousetrap, but I never had the patience to actually play out the whole game. I just had to. Like, oh no! Yeah, I would just set it up and then finally try and see if make it work, and then realize it doesn't, and then just move the cage down on the mouse myself. Yeah. Which I think they should have sold a version of the game that you could just do that without the rest of the... What what board game did you play the most as a child? Both of you. The most... You can both answer this. <laughs> well, thanks, Joe. <Jeff. laughs> I appreciated it. I will allow it. Yeah. I, 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 here's the deal. I'm As I've been doing the most podcasts, this is now my podcast, and I want to interview you too. All right. That's I mean, fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bridget? Uh, the board game I played the most as a child, I played a lot of Scrabble. As a kid? Oh. As, uh, yeah. You want to hear something fucked up? I was a spelling bee champion, so I was big on Scrabble. My family said I was... Hey, there's, and Mr. Michaels, there's no swearing on this podcast. <laughs> um, My family said I was... They wouldn't let me play Scrabble. They didn't necessarily say I wasn't smart enough to play Scrabble, but it was implied. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You don't want a lot of three-letter words out there that really screws the game up. How many times did you play before they made that rule? <laughs> I just remember that, like, they would all play together, and then I, I couldn't play. No, they were like, they told me it's a grown-up game. When, when was this? When you were sixteen? I was actually thirty-two. When this, <laughs> when they told me this. So I thought it was messed up. Yeah. Uh, what game did I play the you most? Said, this is for adults. And you're like, well, I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm wondering what it's gonna be if. Uh... If Scrabble is too intelligent for you. What's simpler than Scrabble? Uh, played a lot of, um, what do we play? We played a lot of. Um, 
I know it was a long time ago, but I really dig deep down in there. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we did play. My grandpa had a game. Uh, uh, it was a, a, a Sherlock Holmes based game. <laughs> it was like called Two Twenty One. It was basically like Clue kind of. It was like murder mystery, but like nice. But like dumb. I like that you said Sherlock Holmes based, and not the game that it actually is based on Clue. <laughs> well, to be fair, back then Clue might not have been around yet. It, well, it was like <laughs> oh wow, that's really old, it, <laughs> Mr. Michaels. You are incredibly old. It was like a Clue slash uh, Sherlock Holmes. It was like two twenty one B Baker Street or something like that. Played a lot of that. Gotcha. We played a. You ever played a lot? Of, like I played categories. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Categories is fun. We played a lot of Taboo, And Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit until, oh. like, as a kid, it was really hard to play because I feel like it's always, like, pop culture from, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so why my dad loves it. It's all this pop culture that was, like, when he was a kid. He's like, oh, yeah, Greta Grabo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was married, too. Like, what the? <laughs> I, I almost swore. That's how upset I was. Um, and then. <laughs> Little tap, we got into taboo a little later, but taboo is probably my favorite to play. Uh oh yeah, is that the one uh, where you're trying not to think of the same? You're trying to get people to say a word, but there's like five words under you can't say. Yeah, yeah, that one. And then you have a little buzzer. Oh, that one's good. But uh, uh, Bridget, you never answered. What was your? Was it Scrabble? You said Scrabble. That was the answer. Yeah, yeah, Scrabble is one of my favorites. We played. Uh, my mom threw away our Monopoly because apparently we're competitive, and she decided that it was not a game for and not a safe a safe game for the Haran children to play. So yeah, we stopped playing Chiver Pursuit for that reason. I one because my dad would always do this. We'd partner up, and my dad would be my mom, and they get a question about like. I don't know, the movie Nanonchka, which features Greta Grabo. Um, <laughs> and he would hem and haul and like go, Mary Joe, you know this. Blah, 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 blah. And then five minutes later, just tell you the answer, even though he knew it the whole time. Ugh. So we stopped playing for four or five years. Um, one time my dad was playing Uno. We were playing Uno with my cousin Sarah. And uh, just in case everybody wants to keep it how my family's related to each other. Uh, <laughs> she is my dad's this brother's quality daughter. quality content. <laughs> and um, so they were playing Uno, and she told them, if you skip me, I'll never play a game with you ever again. Oh, and wow. my dad immediately skips her. She stood up at the table, and she is to this day never played. This is like over a decade ago. <laughs> never played a game with my dad ever again. We I mean, we hold grudges in my family. So. That's That's pretty deep, yeah. I that's we we do family dinner on Wednesday nights um, and we usually try to play like Must a, be nice. <laughs> yeah, we usually try to. <laughs> well, you, you might change your mind after you hear the story. We usually try to play a game and um, I no even even knowing the monopoly issues from my childhood, I decided I was going to bring over risk. I was like, this seems oh, yeah. like a really good quality game for my family to play. It was not. Uh, family game night was canceled for three, uh, three months because wow. the, yeah, nobody was ready to admit that they had lost. Um, I was pretty yeah, sure well, that I had won. Yeah, well, it's just cancel culture. <laughs> you know, it's just cancel culture really destroying family game night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's a seri- here's a serious question for you, Joe. On uh, in uh, uh, well, here's a serious answer. In Monopoly, do you play <laughs> free parking? Uh, is a lottery pool of all the taxes and everything that are collected in the middle or no 
Yeah, that is exactly how you should play it. You put $500 in there, and then you add taxes and all this other stuff in the pool. If you get free parking, you get all of it. It's it's the best. Yeah, I think that might be like a, like a Hoosier rule, because I don't think it's technically one of the real rules. But Well, I mean, I've never lived in Indiana until five years ago, so I don't know if it's a Hoosier rule as oh. much as somebody oh. who's trying to bring and add a little, like, well, my whole state does it different. It's the right <laughs> way. My pizza's cooked upside down. And also, I throw it in the air before I eat it. That's how you eat pizza in Indianapolis. You want beans? Indiana beans are the best. They're gray. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to be fair, Indiana beans are great. Can I have your other drink? Oh, no, no. I said gray. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of them gray beans. Mm-hmm. Give me some of them gray beans. You know, the kind of beans that Grandpa used to look like. So what? So, so what have you been doing in this year between uh, not being able to go to New York and waiting to go to New York? Oh, lots of stuff. I've uh, played through all the Arkham games. I've been playing a lot of NBA 2K. I mean, so many things. I have just played some old traditional RPGs, some Final Fantasy, some of the new video games that come out, Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, so much stuff that helps my career. Last of Us Part Two, uh, <laughs> Outer Worlds, and Outer Wilds, two different, very different games. Um, what's another game I played? What the Golf. That was a good video game. Um, just a lot of stuff. Really helping my career out. Um, um, I think I really set for New York. When I get there, they're going to ask me about these video games, and I'm going to say I got halfway through mm-hmm. um, <laughs> all of them. But uh, outside that, yeah, yeah, you don't want to get too crazy. You got to save it for next year. Um, I bought a Roomba. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Is it worth the money? I bought an office chair. I, I have no idea if it cleans or doesn't clean. I honestly can't tell the difference. So yes. Um, a fun anecdote. My uh, my sister and my brother in law got a Roomba, and they have a sixteen year old, um, deaf and blind Chihuahua, and it, they have it go on off every morning at like six six a.m. And so one morning they wake up, and they were like, you know, just kind of messing around on their phones, and they're like, do you smell something? And uh, Quigley had had uh, an accident, and the Roomba was then just smearing it all over the apartment, and also oh, where the where, where it hit it, it was just spraying it up on all the walls. <laughs> Can I say something rude about your uh, family there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> when you have a sixteen-year-old deaf-blind Chihuahua and you're keeping it alive, what are you trying to prove? Well, okay, to be fair, it did die this last week, so... Okay. Jesus Christ. There I I go. So nobody's nobody's keeping it alive anymore. Everything I say always comes to fruition. I told Katie, my girlfriend, I said, look, COVID-19, I know you haven't heard of it yet, it's coming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You spoke it into existence? Uh, Yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm like Nostradamus that kind of way. Uh, I got a dog too, Wally. He's a good dog. He bites hands a lot, and uh, but he just he doesn't hasn't gone in the house unless you count vomit because he's definitely done that a lot. There's a lot of vomit in the house. Uh, we keep feeding him poison, so that <laughs> might have something to do with it. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is you're really good at, at not keeping dogs alive. Yeah, I'm not. Jeez, oh my gosh! I, I mean, one of my dogs it just it was in the fish tank for like two days and then it died. I was like, come on! <laughs> <Is this laughs> I buy you a little castle. Is this your uh, 
first dog as like an adult, as a grown up? This is my first dog ever. Oh wow! I've never had a dog before. Oh, uh, so my mom sad. said so my sister was allergic, even though she hadn't lived in the house for a long time at that point. <laughs> so I don't know why. <laughs> Um, but no, no, I, uh, never had a dog before we moved a lot and my parents didn't trust me with responsibility, which to be fair, makes sense. Um, I don't blame them, but uh, yeah. So to answer your question, Mr. Michaels, what I've been doing for my free time, uh, I've been writing a little, uh, set some stand up of now that I've been doing some shows, my dog is just jumping on me now. Uh, now that I've been doing some shows, uh, working on that stuff but overall it's scary scary times i just did a show with like 100 people packed inside in a room not everybody wearing masks and a lot of people who supported trump so i'm pretty sure i have covid now Mm -hmm. um which i'm excited to give to other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh we went to bedford indiana for vacation (laughs) sorry uh why Uh, all right and that nobody there was wearing masks, and I'm pretty much sure I killed the whole town. Um, but I, because we, we had to go somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we were just stuck in the house, and nobody was doing anything at that point. So we went there for a weekend. It was nice. We stayed at a blueberry farm. That's <laughs> pretty romantic. Um, and we went inside a cave there, and they had, like, a river cave tour. Mm-hmm. And the guy giving me the cave tour, he said he was the trained by the number three cave consultant in the entire world. Okay. And I asked him, how he, how does he know that? <laughs> and he goes, what? Yeah. Go, how do you, but how, what is the, how do you, what's the ranking system? Yeah, what did he say? <laughs> and he was like, well, I never asked him. <laughs> So he, he he was just trained by a guy that said he was. Yeah. Like, Who said he was, did that guy. Oh, sorry. He did follow up, but that guy was trained by the number two cave consultant. So the, <laughs> the, the student never becomes the master in the cave consulting world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, they use they below. What exactly is cave consulting? I've never, I've never heard I, of that. So I am, a, I am a consultant. And basically what I know from consulting is somebody asks you if you can do something. Thing and you say yes, and then you figure out what they're asking later. Okay. So I'm assuming they're just being asked, like, is this a cave? And they're like, pretty sure. <laughs> I'm not the best one. There's only seven of us, but I am number three. So <laughs> uh, I got to say, I know that the things up top are called tighter hanger ons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, I got to say, Joe, you had one of the most uh, creative podcasts that I've ever been on uh, where it was called Rank You Very oh, Much. Yeah. I did. Yeah, Rank You Very Much, which was uh, 100 episodes of that, and it got me nowhere. So I'm excited for your <laughs> podcast. It's going really well. <laughs> yeah. We talk about board yeah, you're, games. I mean, you're... <laughs> oh, 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 this is your best episode. You'll find out later on. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no uh yeah thank you very much with a, a, a Bridget I hope you sit down for the uh I I always stand rank, when we podcast you can't well, are you short at least no no I'm fine oh well that oh my gosh I'm actually I'm I'm like seven eleven um I uh stupid joke should have gone with nine eleven <laughs> this is a dark podcast um. <laughs> so uh 
what's the four one one? No, I stopped doing this show. Three one one, you're gonna make that joke. There you got another guy they probably interviewed who's gonna talk about that. So I um what were we talking about? Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was Ranky very much. The dog got me. I heard the dog. The dog told me what was going on. Yeah. Uh, Ranky, you're welcome. He uh, Ranky very track. much. Yeah, he is. He, he's a good boy. Uh, but he's just okay. Now, now you're just making a scene. All right. Okay. Quick, plug your social media. I get it, dog. <laughs> quick. Um, <laughs> Ranky very much is a podcast where I would have two guests on the show, and we would pick a category: best of, worst of. We would get 12 items in that category. In the whole podcast, we'd keep eliminating items until we came up with what the best and what the worst was. But the two people on the show were always doing characters, or at least they lied and said they were experts in the field of some sort of what we're talking about. Uh, one of my favorite episodes I did was with Jonathan Fendler and Megan Kennedy. We talked about the worst way to die. And Megan Kennedy, she had had like, 15 previous ex-husbands who have died all in mysterious ways. <laughs> and Fendler was somebody who could talk to the dead. And that was super fun. Just kind of playing around with that. So it was like, you know, ranking, talking about a subject, and also a little bit of improv on top of that, which was fun to do. Uh, it was very creative. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for being on the program today. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a good way to end talking about a podcast that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're having if, fun just chatting with each other. If you guys want to listen to that podcast, <laughs> you can't because it's canceled. Yeah, we, well, yeah, well, I don't want to tell you what we ranked to get us canceled. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, man, Mr. Michaels, thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been, I mean, this has been Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> where can, uh, where can people, um, follow you or catch up with you on social media? And... Oh my gosh. Uh, so all, all my fans out there tuning in, uh, you guys need to follow this drunk dial podcast. Cause this is the one. Um, but if you're fans of drunk dial podcast, you guys can follow me at Joe Bates comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you know, there's another podcast I worked on that's out there. Season one is completely out there called entertainment federation wrestling. It is a fictional episodic, uh, wrestling podcast. So we made a whole fictional wrestling promotion. We made a whole world. We wrote it out and it's about nine episodes for the first season. Nice. Pretty easy to listen to. And I'd recommend checking it out. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate you. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Michaels, thank you so much. Ms. Bridget, you are, you know, a star amongst the sky. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and my dog. My dog's pretty good, too. <laughs> awesome, Joe. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Take care, you crazy kids. And will they, won't they? <laughs> you said a dog. You said exactly what we all wanted to hear. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye, Joe. Oh, God. Cody. He's really excited. Hello?